not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Hello and welcome back to the Get Real Podcast, the podcast where we get real about all our favourite films and TV shows. I am Chris, and with me is my housemaid co-host, <laughs> Sam Clayton. Oh, Chris! <laughs> <laughs> my liege, can I, am, I get you anything? I had no idea where he was going to go with that intro. I just winged that I one, thought, I didn't know where I was going. please don't say parasitical. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, my parasitic co-host. I, mean, I know I've been <laughs> ill the last few weeks, but no, no chance. No, I felt like that was a bit too mean. No, that's fine. So yeah, if that's not gave it away, today on this episode we're talking all about Parasite. Yes. Uh, and a little bit about Bong Joon-ho as well. If I knew any Korean, I would say something now. Yeah, really <laughs> good don't. film, right? Really it, good film. Yeah. We'll get onto that. We'll, we'll get, get onto, onto that because we've got so much news to cover right now. A lot of trailers came out. A lot of trailers came out. I've just noticed most of this news is actually just about one subject. <laughs> <laughs> but there is lots of other news as well. Cool. So we'll kick it off straight away. Did you hear that Indiana Jones 5 is about to start production starting in spring? And it's keeping Harrison Ford, isn't it? It is. Harrison Ford is back. You think at this point they may start looking at recasting, though? For like a younger, you know, he's getting indie. he's getting on a bit, isn't he? He's getting on a bit. He's like I you've feel seen like... that you've seen that hunched running Force Awakens, and you can't really do the the pistol. Pose Maybe they de-age him like Robert De Niro, yeah. but he still walks like an old man, <laughs> old man Harrison Ford with a whip, some CGI glass stamping yeah. at the side of people's heads. Yeah. yeah. Um, big big they shoes. Tried, big they shoes. Tried, they tried to. They tried to re it with the last one didn't they bring it in Shia LaBeouf they were like oh you literally gave him the hat like pass under the torch type thing the hat and the whip yeah and then everybody and then Shia, hated Shia LaBeouf did a Shia yeah. LaBeouf yeah they called him Mutt Mutt like do you remember when you're not going to root for a character called Mutt after yeah. his dad's called Indiana Jones are you do you remember when he did the call centre thing near us yeah was it Liverpool that he did it in? yeah you could just call up or you could go in and just sit across the table from him and watch him answer the phone to people and, yeah <laughs> could like touch him or anything it was weird so weird so what's I, he I'm done recently I'm fascinated by him um, he did oh he's done that Honey film. Boy yeah. where he played his own dad and he did the Peanut Butter Falcon which I want to watch both of those films and when we do we'll do an episode on it because I love Shia LaBeouf he's a freak and he scares me but I love him <laughs> There was a, apparently a bit of beef over uh, him at the Oscars. An Oscars, uh, Zach Gotsigan, Gotsigan, Gotsigan. I don't know. Defend Shia LaBeouf over Oscars 2020 accusation. Fans What's he de- accusing him of? Oh, here we go. So fans defend Shia LaBeouf after he's accused of laughing. Oh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> after he's accused of laughing at a Down syndrome co-star. Oh dear. That took a dark turn really quick. Yeah. Let's move on. That's from the Peanut Butter Falcon, that. Yeah. Um, the weather is getting bad outside. Storm Dennis is hitting us. Yeah, we've had Storm Chiara. Chiara? 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 We've had, we've had two storms. <laughs> we don't know how yeah. to pronounce it. Right now, Storm Dennis is hitting the window right behind Chris's God head. Dennis. <laughs> Knocking on the window. Let me in. Uh, Storm Denise. Storm Denise. Uh, Dine Vinu or whatever. Yeah, we've just seen this next trailer you're going to talk about, uh, The Iron Mask. Now, I've never seen the original, The Man in the I, Iron Mask. I feel like it's based off that. It seems to be based off that. Yeah. With Leonardo DiCaprio. But it's a no-go for me. But also, the, the guy in The Iron trailer. Mask only appeared once in the trailer. 
Yeah. The rest we... of it was just Jackie Chan and <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting. In one scene. <laughs> we only saw them in one scene. And a goddamn awful CGI dragon. And that's not just the awful CGI. The first thing that I said when we saw that trailer... You paused I it a it. second in. And I was like, this is like the Game of Thrones intro <laughs> sequence. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, they, they've made some fictional version of London that just yeah. looks awful. I've seen better graphics on a PlayStation 2, honestly. <laughs> right. After that... There was a trailer for The Hunt came out. We forgot to watch this one. But do you remember about The Hunt? No. So it was a film that was due to come out last year. It was meant to come out about Halloween time. But when the trailer launched, unfortunately, it was bad timing. The trailer launched like the same weekend as two mass shootings in America. Uh, Oh, no, I do remember. And it's a film about like, like... Trump supporters, like, esque, obviously not saying Trump supporters, but like wearing like MAGA hats, like, Uh, like the make uh, make America great again, yeah, yeah, um, like, like racist elites in America are meant to be hunting other Mm. people. Well, it was meant to be sort of like a dark satire, but apparently the trailer sort of really missed the mark, and it was the same weekend. Was this the one that came out around the same time as the um, Charlottesville attack? Yeah, I do remember. I believe this, that yeah. was the one. Um, but they've so it was meant to come out in October, and then they were like, "Right, we're just scrapping the film. We're not releasing it." Now they've brought it back with a new trailer, which leans more into the comedy aspects of it, mm. um, and it's meant to be sort of a reality show gone wrong. Mm, okay, but yeah, it's an interesting. So it, premise, it's back, though. and do you know what? The way they are marketing it is great. It's like all the posters, like the worst film of the year by everyone that hasn't seen it. Like it was probably a good move. Bad reviews. Yeah, Yeah. it's probably a good move they waited, and because you know if it comes out and it's a genuinely good, really good film, it would have been a shame if it came out, you know, in the right the right context. It would have been a shame if it came out and didn't do well because of that. Yeah. So you know, it's still somebody's art at the end of the day, isn't it? Exactly. So moving on, uh, we've had a couple of other bits over the last week. So we should actually, this should be the most up-to-date news we've ever done in an episode of Get Real. Because yeah. this comes out on the Monday, and we're currently recording this on the Sunday afternoon going into evening. Still kind of light outside. And it it's is, winter. This is the earliest we've ever recorded something. And the latest the at the same time. <laughs> yeah, the um, day before it goes live. Yeah, Birds of Prey got renamed. Uh, it didn't do massively well on the opening box office. We enjoyed it. Apparently, so the film's not being renamed fully. No, it's being renamed from Birds of Prey and... Oh, the fabu- fabulous, fantabulous. Emancipation of one Harley Quinn to just Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. Apparently, the film's not being renamed as in they're not re-editing it in the film and stuff like that. But for when cinemas are listing it, they're listing it as Harley Quinn, yeah. Birds of Prey. And it'll probably be released on DVD and streaming as just Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, I imagine. Depending right? on the country, yeah. Like, yeah. The, did you notice the same thing happened with Edge oh. of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat? Yeah, so oh, all Ford the branding v, was like... And stuff yeah, as well. Ford versus Ferrari. They apparently said that's because people in America wouldn't go to see a film with a French name, because it was Le Mans 66 over here. Oh. Like... People in the UK, like, Formula One is a much bigger thing. Yeah, So we, we, we know about Le Mans. We would stuff. know what Le Mans is. We, we did might... a 24-hour Le Mans remake. Oh, let's not go on that. 
when we say a 24-hour Le Mans remake, we weren't we privileged enough. Yeah, we didn't actually go to Le Mans and drive a car around for 24 hours. We did it on a video game, yeah. didn't we? We did it on a video game for 24 hours. Good times. So I don't know whether you've seen these other rumours while we're on the topic of Harley Quinn and the DC universe. Uh, there was a first look at Harley Quinn in James Gunn's yeah. Suicide Squad and 2. a red and black prom dress type thing. So we've seen two different clips that have been released from the set on twitter uh, the first one shows harley quinn margot robbie leaving like a prison now we assume it's a prison because there's a flag uh, i went down the rabbit hole a little bit on this so i've had to okay. write it down okay so there's a flag of santa prisca which is the home of penaduro and penaduro okay. is a prison where bane originates from uh, okay, yeah, Penno is probably like penitentiary. Maybe. Yeah, so what we could, the other rumour that we get off the back of this is that we could see Bane Ooh. as a villain, and this is also apparently where Idris Elba's character and Margot Robbie meet up with King Shark. Did you see the clip of, um, so Idris Elba's character... I can't remember. Yeah. And Harley Quinn running down a street and then a couple of uh, teammates join up with them as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. There's like a there's like a, a woman who's dressed in like a load of black, like almost like quite enchantress looking, but not. Yeah. She's on the very left of them. Yeah. But yeah, you see I them running down the street. And Idris Elba's definitely not playing Deadshot. Is he playing, is it Warden? Or is it someone like that he's playing? I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember. I think people were thinking maybe it was a version of v- Vigilante originally, but Sorry, I don't yeah, know who Vigilante, it is. Vigilante, yeah, Ward, I don't think Ward's a character. No. Yeah, Vigilante, he's meant to be playing. Um, there was also video from way down the street a couple of weeks ago came out of Idris Elba and John Cena in a scene together. Mm, nice. Um, I, can't, I can't remember who all these people are playing because not all of them are 100% guaranteed. Yeah. It's all like leaks and stuff. Yeah. So it's a shame because this could either be a little Easter egg towards, a ba- you know, Bane. Yeah. Or we could actually get Bane in the film. I'd really like to see James Gunn's rendition of Bane. That would be pretty cool. And I'm the- thinking like crazy bigger version of Drax. Yeah. Like a <laughs> drugged up, get him on that yeah. um, Venom, <sighs> that Venom drug, just going crazy. Raging, full full proper black and white mask Bane. A bit like Juggernaut that we got in Deadpool 2. That'd be really cool if it was like quite true to the character. Yeah. Uh, and also, like you said, we get Harley, Harley done in her black and red look instead of the more modern pink, per- and, pink blue. and blue look, which is quite cool. Yeah. So. But I'm very excited for that. Interesting take. Also, James Gunn nailed it with Guardians of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like he, he, yeah, he's he proved he can work with an ensemble cast. Mm. And also, he he has a really good way of making the more ridiculous things in comic books look good on the big screen. Yeah. I.e., Ego, the Living Planet. Yeah. Which we do see the planet, but yeah. it's not a talking planet. It's just the way they did it was kind of cool. Uh, and also, I mean, you got a talking raccoon that looks really cool on screen. Yeah. Like, he, he manages to somehow ground them, but still have them be really wacky. Yeah, for sure. Like, the Ravengers are all weird alien races, but they just look sick. Yeah. And then the real big news this Ooh-ha. week, Chris, the real big news Ooh-ha. is that we've got a preview of Matt Reeves's Robert Pattinson's... Robat Insons. <laughs> Robert Pattinson's... Robat Batten-Bats. Which is... Yeah. Pattinson's... 
Weekly Planet reference there. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to anybody that got that reference. Got to make sure you reference those guys. They're absolutely savage if you don't reference them. It's their famous... Their famous segment. Hot scoop or shot of poop (laughs) segment. We we did not get this from that segment of the show. No, we've not got it from that segment. But we got the screen test footage of Robert Pattinson in... (laughs) The uh, <laughs> I, I didn't say the full one. Robert Pattinson in the bat suit for the first time. It was a screen test which they released a day before they shot on the street, which is what Todd Phillips did with the Joker, so that the costume and everything wasn't spoiled. Yeah, by leaked photos, it's them yeah. actually putting it out there. And I like I like the way they did this. I think it looks pretty cool. Like, so did you know that the working title for this film? Is vengeance? Vengeance. Yeah. So the the big thing is apparently the bat logo on his chest is made from. People are saying it's made from the gun that shot his parents. Yeah, it does. Which look is comic. Like... It's from the comics. That okay. Isn't it? So in Detective Comics issue one thousand, which came out, dropping last some year, hot knowledge there. <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith, the filmmaker, also writes comic books. Sometimes he did a short story in that where. He got, obviously, like, in most versions of the mythology, Batman tracks down Joe Chill, who typically killed his parents. Yeah. Uh, he kills him, and he normally takes the gun. In some versions, he's got it in, like, a glass cabinet as a constant reminder not to use guns, because if you bring more violence into the world, if, like... Unless you're if you get His way of saying it is, if you kill a killer, there's still the same amount of killers in the world. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty... Pretty deep way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in his version, he melted down the gun and he made it into the yellow breastplate on his chest. So he yeah. made that the yellow Batman symbol of the original days was to draw his enemy's guns. They would shoot at the big target mm-hmm. um, to sort of like destroy the logo type thing. And he would have the metal plate made from the gun underneath. So I reckon maybe that's what we're seeing here. We've got parts of it there. And also, if you notice how the headpiece, it looks quite leathery. Mm. It looks like he's just starting out his So apparently Batman this is career. two years into his yeah. Batman career. So that's why... We've... And he's trying to hunt down whoever killed his parents. Yeah, so this is why it's probably a younger-looking mm. Batman, which I definitely see from Pattinson's yeah. portrayal of it. And Pattinson's Pattinson's portrayal portrayal of like that woman Battinson's portrayal uh yeah i i think it looks really cool i think it looks a lot more arkham because it looks more like armor right yeah which is fine because if we're talking real he's gonna have like it's like the um it looks like he's made it himself as well yeah and like i said i I really like the arkham looks and stuff and Mm -hmm. although we got pretty much a true to form looking batman from uh the snyderverse yeah. i would say yeah 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 i think this one's probably linking the differences that we have between the nolan and the snyderverse yeah. one and we've looked together practical and realistic like yeah like you said it does look like the arkham thing like with the more armored shoulders and chest and like it it's in multiple segments so he's got movement and yeah. stuff like that it's a bit of a collar as well that's quite cool on there um, the only thing that I'm not too sure about is that with the front, I don't like that there's not a chin strap. I think it looks, I think it'd probably look better with a well, chin strap. Most of it, it does normally just come to like here. Yeah, I don't know. But though. this one's just sort of like across the eyes. This one's more like classic Batman. Yeah. Which is what it is, especially with the long gears, because Batman well, used to have long gears. The, the long gears that we see are just from, uh, we shared it on our Instagram, didn't yeah. we? The Boss Logic. Um, 
at Boss Logic on Instagram. If you go to his page, you'll see yeah. the rendition he's done where you can see the ears go quite high up. We've not actually officially seen that yet. That's, okay, just, I thought, that's just an artist I thought portrayal. in the photos we saw most of the ears anyway. No, well, in the in the shots that we got, in the red, the red lit shots, yeah. we only ever see up to his eyes we don't see anything higher okay. you do see like the the front of the cowl but you don't see yeah. like the height of the ears i think that's just an artist portrayal what i kind of don't like about this and i'm really i'm really all in on it to be fair i think it looks really cool and i can't wait to see it i just don't like how that cowl kind of comes out at the forehead a little bit see, if you see what, what I mean. i'm thinking is maybe he's twisting that and like he's because it looks like he's only got two small segments of the gun in the shape of the bat symbol. Mm. Maybe he's melted down the rest to protect his head. I mean, maybe. It might be some sort of like bullet, like trying to make bulletproof armor yeah, for yeah. his helmet. I like how in this we're going to be getting a bit of a rogues gallery because we've got obviously um, Colin. Oh, what's Colin? Colin Firth. It's not Colin Firth. Colin, Colin Firth. Farrell. Colin Farrell is a penguin. Yeah. And you've got Paul Dano as the Riddler. You've got Catwoman in here. Uh, and then you've got, um, you think you've got someone who's not been announced who they're actually playing yet as well. I can't think. It's, it's quite a big yeah, cast um, for this film. We've got Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah, we've she? also got uh, Carmine Falcone. Carmine Falcone yeah. as well, which is a, a crime lord. So you've got quite a lot of characters in this. I think the whole Colin Farrell portrayal of Penguin is going to be extremely interesting. I think from the look of Paul Dano, you can kind of get an idea of what you're going to see as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. But I think the Colin Farrell portrayal of Penguin is going to be real. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I think I hope it's like different enough where it kind of maybe reinvents the character a bit like what they did in Gotham. They obviously made him a lot more different to the... Uh, Danny DeVito penguin that we got. Yeah. Um, the really violent, biting people's hands off penguin. <laughs> Weird but, penguin man. Yeah. But I'm really excited to see this version. Have, have you seen the other photos that got leaked the other day of the people in the makeup? Yeah, they look like they're from the Purge, don't they? Yeah, that was the big thing, like Purge looking uh, street thugs or whatever. Or they're mugging gang. him in the middle of the day as well, like yeah. uh, while he's out running. So that was um, Robert Battinson's um stunt double oh so, really yeah oh, so right, it's okay. it's like bruce wayne is getting mugged ah as far as we can tell probably anyway maybe he's stunt doubling for another character as well but that's what people are thinking like maybe bruce wayne gets like beaten up type thing and yeah i really can't i really can't wait for this it's going to be quite strange because obviously we've had we've had the um the recent obviously birds of prey film and they're still continuing on and then suicide squad is still continuing yeah. on with the dc extended universe worlds of DC with the timeline thing, that yeah. we've got now right the continuity yeah. is the same it's going to be quite interesting how whether this the batman goes more like what the joker did elseworlds yeah exactly and it's just its own you know start to finish it's its own thing whether or not it has a sequel or whether it builds its own universe, we don't know yet. Or maybe all this just combines in some crazy, you know, something we see in Wonder Woman 84 or something you don't maybe, know. Maybe one day we'll get a crisis on Infinite Earths. But the film version. But the film version. Well, uh, t- hang on. Technically speaking, it is technically already the film version because yeah. the film version of The Flash was in... Ezra Miller was in it. Yeah. This, well, it this is DC hurts my head a little bit. <laughs> okay, so one last quick thing about the costume. I've got the image up here now. Looks sick. 
his like the silhouette like just looks so cool and like his jawline like really suits it mm. like you well, can a lot see of the pe- leather stitching around it like it looks yeah. like he's making it himself a lot of people are quite torn on the jawline because it's so quite hard to nail i think that's I maybe think. why i say that i probably he's got a strong it. chin yeah he does yeah he does he like, does that looks cool that like looks like it it reminds me of year one batman yeah and i think maybe because he's starting out maybe he'll get a suit upgrade well, part way through the film maybe ben Affleck like style like the thing with like the nolan trilogy is like obviously he goes to lucius fox and he does trust lucius fox with making all the gear and helping mm. him make the armor and stuff like that but like it seems too obvious like who's buying like four black tumblers oh yeah. bruce wayne's the only guy in gotham buying like like so if he's making it himself, it makes more sense that like he's trying to make sure that nobody knows who's underneath it. So yeah. he's crafting a leather mask for himself. Maybe it is armored underneath. That's what the bulge might be. You know, in the uh, like, I only really remember the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises from the Nolan verse. Yeah. In the first one, we get do we see like very young batman like where he first starts or is he already kind of established at that point because if we haven't it's something that we've probably not really seen with an on-screen batman before where he's very very early days no so because all we ever really tend to see is bruce bruce wayne as a kid and then we see him as adult seasoned batman obviously in comics and stuff we'll see other versions of that but it's probably quite a good idea going where we've not seen it before a bit like what they did with joker yeah we've never really had anything origin wise with the joker before apart from in the comics you know and even then they're always changing as well yeah exactly you know red hood and all that but it's gonna maybe it's maybe it's a really amazing idea to do something like this because you've not got anything to really compare it to Mm -hmm. in terms of where it is in bruce wayne's timeline yeah either way I'm I'm down. We could see maybe because he is in his second year, maybe we see early days Batman, sort of like the beginning of Batman Begins almost, like where he's learning to fight and everything like that. And then maybe he does make like a makeshift costume and he goes out and he like ends up finding whoever killed his parents, getting the gun and stuff like that. And then like maybe all these masked like crazy villains start to appear. That's mm-hmm. why we've got so many of them, like the rogues gallery all, all of a sudden like appear because they've got a mass vigilante now, they've got masked villains type thing, like these crazy villains. So that's why they like penguins more of a younger, like brawler type penguin yeah. instead of like top hat, coat and tail, yeah. like businessman almost. That would be quite cool. I quite like to see. Brawler. So then maybe we like you said, we get the costume change with now the gun because the villains are getting more deadly. And he's got mm. the gun now from getting his vengeance for his parents' death, maybe. Yeah. It'd be quite cool to see it. what we've not had for a while is a more grounded Batman. Mm. Obviously, with what we've had in with Ben Affleck's Batman in his story, you've had him with Superman. You've had him fighting Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah. You've not really had it where he is more grounded fighting just his rogues gallery yeah. i.e you know the joker it, it or was, harley quinn or something and i think they were the best parts of what you got from batman like some of the parts where you had in suicide squad you had bruce wayne you know you had the the ben affleck cameo yeah yeah and you saw him capture Deadshot, and it makes it made him look a lot more sinister mm. and 
powerful yeah. versus when you put him next to Superman or Wonder Woman. Well, I always feel there's two different versions of Batman that you get. There's Batman in Gotham with the Bat family, and then there's Justice League Batman. Whereas like Justice League Batman can do anything all the time. Everyone says, oh, with enough prep work, he's the greatest superhero there ever is. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, on that team, he is the least powerful member on that team, so they have to be like, he's the smartest one on the team. Yeah. Whereas when you see Batman in Gotham, like he is, he's menacing, he's gritty, he's tortured, and like that's the better version of Batman for me, so I'm hoping that's what we get. Yeah, more of that. Yeah. Give me yeah. young Batman, bloody year one, getting his ass handed to him half the time, <laughs> but then handing people's asses to them. Yeah, for sure. I think that's. I think we can't really talk about anything to the extent uh, that we've just talked are, about pe- that. Yeah, people are also saying that uh, it looks like Daredevil. I don't know if we mentioned that. You know yeah. what? I think that's just because of the red lighting. Yeah, of course, I it's going to look like Daredevil. The, the bit across the eyes does look similar to it. Like, I mean, like it's the a shaping cowl. of it. It's yeah, a cowl. It's, it's yeah. the exact. Yeah, it's same. a half face cowl, isn't it? It's like if you put Daredevil in black and white, and you just you get that same shot. Yeah, and, you know. Let's forget the bat symbol on the chest for a second. If you didn't have a bat symbol on the chest and you got that same shot of Daredevil like that in black and white, say you could say it's Batman. It's just the ear positioning, really, is the difference, isn't it? Like, That's it. Yeah. Ears versus horns. All we saw was we saw the the cow, you know, the cape, the chest plate, the the collar, and then we saw the very very bottom of the mask. Yeah. So what you're not seeing is Daredevil horns or a or Batman ears. Yeah. And that's that's to be honest the main thing with that sort of what we've seen of the costume. The so because like you just corrected me earlier, we haven't seen an official look of the ears yet. What size ears do you think they're gonna go for? Short, long, medium? Uh, I think with how the outfit looks Hmm. I think if it, I think if it went for short ears, it'd probably look like Adam West. Batman, almost like with how that cowl is, you know. That's because... what I was literally about to say. I would the the rendition we've got from Boss Logic. Yeah, I th- Logic. No, Boss Logic again. Great. I think that is going to be pretty spot on, and the reason why I think it's also going to be pretty spot on is I swear that guy knows what's going on in Hollywood. Well, he knows. He what's has going done on. the official art for some things now, like Marvel get him on board to do. Like IMAX posters and stuff like that now. Yeah, he's got to have some idea, man. Yeah, he's surely. got his finger on the pulse. Like exactly, they don't look like super long ears, but they're pretty long. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'll go. I'll like go with that. Like you said, like it does look like Adam West Batman, like Year One Batman, sort of like original costume Batman, where it is like a piece of cloth over his nose almost. Yeah, that's why it's not like a sealed unit around his nose, like most Batman suits are. Yeah, and I mean they're not like tiny. They're not like. Like um, like Arkham game style long, but I think how they are on that photo is pretty yeah. pretty spot on. Pretty right, that's spot. enough. That's, that's enough, enough Batman. Batman that's now. enough Batman. I could talk Batman all day. Yeah, but maybe that might hint to some future Batman episodes. Yeah, maybe. If you want to hear maybe more about the Nolan trilogy, <laughs> we've got something lined up. Wink, wink, no such. Uh, and then final little bits before we move on to Parasite. Yep. we got a new Stranger Things four trailer. Stranger Thing. Stranger Thing. Weirder stuff, four. as I like to call it. Weirder stuff. Yeah. Weirder stuff season four. It's only one shot, but Hopper's back. Hopper is back. Hopper is, in fact, in Russia. I'm torn on this reveal, right? I think everybody thought he was going to come back, but the fact that you just dropped the biggest plot twist of the season in a teaser trailer 
kind of like imagine like halfway through you're up to like episode six eleven's in tons of danger and then you know how eleven had her own episode in season two you're just like new episode starts you're in russia you're like what and then you get that shot of hopper halfway through a season when all hope is lost people will go mad but instead they've dropped it in a teaser trailer yeah, I'm a bit torn on it. Like, I'm glad to know that he will be returning. But, but if you didn't drop a nod to that or something to do with it, you would be missing a marketing trick there. Yeah, like, obviously everyone's talking about it, but it feels like they've wasted a plot twist just I, to I mean, how the, get how people the hell talking on Twitter. he got from where he did at the end of Strange the Things portals. season three. The portal. But it was, it was like a... Because you got the tease of it at the end of season three, though, with the post-credits. Yeah, so but why you, did they need to drop it in the teaser trailer? But you've, you saw what happened to all the other people in there. They just got disintegrated and killed. Like, the other people that were in that room. got pushed off, though, into the portal. Mm, we'll see. Questions will be answered, no doubt. Yeah. Looks very... Well, I mean, we've only also, seen one shot, but the fact it's in Russia is very interesting. Yeah. Have you seen the new casting as well? I've not, no. So, in... The teaser trailer, we actually saw him, but I didn't notice because he was only on screen for a split second. You know the guy that plays the man with many faces in Game of Thrones? Yes. Alan Magoulis guy? Yes. Um, he's in it playing a <gasps> Russian soldier. Uh, okay, so we're, we're really taking this one out of Hawkins now, yeah. aren't we? Which... We'll probably get an entire ed- episode dedicated to Hopper in Russia. Yeah, well, we might get an entire season dedicated to oh, this, maybe. right? That'll be because cool. you, you're gonna, you know, Russia's a long way away from Hawkins, so. But I, I think it's gonna refresh the series a bit as well. Probably gonna give a bit of a maybe we see stuff going on in Hawkins, maybe or wherever they've moved to. Because speculation uh, time. Yeah. What Wild if? Speculation. What if from Russia he opens a portal to Hawkins? Well, there, there already is the portal. That's how the Demogorgon's there, and yeah. he's there. But you didn't, you didn't see the portal in Russia. You no, just yeah. saw them with the Demogorgon. Oh, that was a uh, that was dog, dog agrees. Dog agrees. Um, the yeah, you see the Demogorgon at the bottom, don't you? You don't. Oh, dog. <laughs> is whenever you say Demogorgon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Demogorgon. Ah, uh, oh, no. <laughs> Dog does not like Demogorgons. No, you've shown him too much Stranger Things. Yeah, so we see a Demogorgon, but we don't see a portal or anything. But we also, at the end of that, you don't get the reveal that Hopper's alive. You don't get Hopper at the end where it comes to Russia. The reveal there is that there's a Demogorgon in Russia. So, yeah, I reckon it'd be cool if like they still kept the cast of that, but then maybe that's how we... Maybe there's something going on in Hawkins and he has to communicate from Russia through a portal. Or, look, we can go down the rabbit hole on this. But... What I might think might happen is as we have something going on with the kids in America, we see every episode we're keeping up with um, Hopper's escape, maybe. Maybe. His escape, maybe finding a US embassy somewhere and then getting back to america to save last minute or maybe he escapes and then he has to go back to the russian camp to go through the portal maybe Mm. very interesting we have a couple more trailers released trailer time over the last week uh we had the new trailer for the french dispatch yes the new wes anderson film this film is so 
like I've seen Isle of Dogs, right? Yeah. And I've seen Grand Budapest Hotel. This Grand is, Budapest Hotel. <laughs> this is extremely Wes Anderson. And it is like all out on cast again, isn't it? Yeah. So it's he always has his good. rogues gallery of actors that he always works with. But now he's adding like a load of new ones as well to it. Yeah. yeah. So we've got Francis McDormand. Um, we've got Timothy Charlemagne. Christoph Waltz. Yeah, William Defoe. William Defoe's he's worked with him before. Yeah. Um Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Is it who's in the Batman as well? Yes. Jeffrey Wright, yeah. Yeah, Jeffrey Rush is a different guy. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. Um, you've got the the woman from the um the Bond. Yes. Series. Um I will never be able to remember how to pronounce her name. No. For the life of me. But you, she's you have, in you no have loads and loads and loads of cast. Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray's back, yeah. Yeah. His, his usual faces are back. Tilda Swinton and Adrian Brody. Yeah. Um this looks really good. Like you said, this looks more like Grand Budapest Hotel than any of his other films. Mm-hmm. It's shot in four by three. It's got the same verticality, same set design. Yeah, everything. all the symmetry. Which I is... thought maybe they were gonna be related at the beginning of the trailer and then Obviously, like there doesn't seem to be any ties from it since then. All the actors seem to be playing different characters completely. Yeah, but it just looks visually identical. Yeah, it is like totally Wes Anderson. It's like yeah. it's like you're watching everything through a window, aren't you? It's Are awesome. you a big Wes Anderson fan? Uh, I, you know, I really like Boy, his films. Yeah. Um, I watched Isle of Dogs on a plane, so I was kind of <laughs> it was just the thing on there that I watched. But I really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, I really like the humor in his films because it's always like quite sats you know satire it and... is very dry comedy isn't it yeah, like it's super dry somebody will just say something and it will just be bizarre and like there'll be a weird pause and yeah. then you just start laughing it's like the no crying above the door bit yeah at the end of the trailer a subtle visual comedy yeah. typically. i reckon it's going to be a bit of a, a head mash in terms of the con like continuity of the film because it looks like it flashes forward flashes back a lot yeah with, like or... the black and white and stuff yeah but... i think it's just maybe different ways of showing different environments he loves to use different color palettes to display different environments yeah. so most of the black and white stuff seems to be when he's in prison so maybe well not when he's in prison when it's taking place in prison so yeah. maybe that's a way of showing like this dull yeah stylistic thing yeah, yeah. well he can pretty much do whatever he wants <sighs> i can't wait though yeah it's weird there's not been like a huge amount of talk about this film it's come pretty much out of nowhere we always know that he's always working on something but mm. Mm. do you yeah. follow him on instagram i think so yeah it's like every single photo he posts is like a shot from his films yeah it's really interesting if you don't follow wes anderson on instagram i highly recommend it for it's like inspiration roger deacons on instagram he just posts stills from films oh ace so Stuff of his cinema. Follow him. Looks great. Uh, we got a new trailer for the the Green Knight, which we had no idea Whoa. what this was about until after we watched the trailer. But holy moly, does it look brutal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looks it looks so weird to begin with. Like, yeah, it looks like an art house film. It looks. It reminded me almost to begin with of you know Macbeth that came out a few years ago with Michael Fassbender. Yeah, it reminded me of that a lot, like it, visually. It's almost got a little bit of that um, King Ar- Guy Ritchie King Arthur film vibe yeah. at the beginning, but obviously, like the premise of the film is pretty dark. So, in a nutshell, because we've just read up on the yeah. the the uh, synopsis of the film, yeah, the, story the tale of- that it's based off. Yeah, so it's based on an Irish pagan tale. 
Uh, An Arthurian legend tale, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's a a night of Arthur's round table, and he basically gets challenged um, by a green knight Mm -hmm. to um, strike a blow at him, and then he would repay the favor in a year and a day. Yeah. So he cuts this guy's head off, this knight's head, and this knight, badass style, picks up his own head and says he'll be back in a year and a half. Spoilers, by the way, as yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, spoilers, yeah, for if you're going to watch this film. If but this bad... film follows the same story, which yeah. it looks like it will do. Yeah, I mean, by the time the film comes out, you're probably going to have forgot that you've heard this. Yeah, it's also a very old tale, which probably didn't have that much context to it, but no. now they're going to make it into a full film. So yeah. not really spoilers, but kind of spoilers. Yeah, so yeah, this Green Knight magically picks up his own head, says he's going to repay the favour in a year and a bit, uh, and then this is kind of about that, happening and then him coming back to basically chop this guy's head off yeah it's probably what happens in the year in between and like they get his axe which is apparently this like super swanky axe or something yeah probably i don't don't really know what the driving force behind him taking on this challenge was but you know oh wasn't it something to do didn't he want uh, a princess's hand in marriage or something i think so something like that yeah either way it looks cool it's got dev patel in it it looks absolutely badass. Yeah, I really like the whole like um, red text over it at the beginning. Have it's... you seen the poster for it as well? No. The poster looks incredible. So the poster is like, it's got the same text on it, but it's written like down either side and it's the back of the head with, you know, the circular crown from the trailer. Oh, yeah. It just looks amazing. Like stark red background, I think it was. Yeah. With yellow text down That it first shot where his head just lights up on fire. It's like, whoa. <sighs> yeah, this, this crown slowly descends onto his head and then yeah. his head sets on fire. It's like every heavy School. metal fan's yeah. favorite film in the making, this. <laughs> It, so re- it looked like um, Joe Manganiello's D&D clothing brand, Death Saves. It looked like <laughs> half of their merch. Yeah. There's one sick. of like this like dead king, like the skeletal king with a big crown like on a throne, and it looked just like that. What's that called? Death, Death, Death Saves. Death Saves. I'm going to save that. Check it out later. Uh, Mate, his merch is so good. I want so many pieces from it, but it's so expensive. Like It costs you like 30 quid to get it shipped to the UK. That's the, it's already like $50 for a t-shirt. It's the bad thing about living in the UK. <sighs> Customs charges. Oh, I hate you. Uh, and the last two little bits of things. Uh, Aladdin 2 is happening, for anyone who cares. Did you see Aladdin? No. No, neither did I. Next one. It's a new writing team, <laughs> apparently, so there's maybe a little bit more hope. Is Guy Ritchie back? Uh, I don't know. Just a new writing team. That's is all Will Smith are. back? Will Smith's obviously back. He's the genie, man. Yeah, of course he'll be he's back. He's got to be back. And then Billie Eilish released a theme for No Time to Have Die. Have you heard it? I have heard it. Have you heard it? Yeah, it sounds, f- it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds like a Bond theme. If um, you follow me on Twitter, you'll see my opinion was that shit slapped. <laughs> There's two two swears there. To uh, yeah, you can bleep them out. Like, bleep just, out. just take the s word out. But everyone knows what I said, really. <laughs> um, I you know what? I I kind of like it. To me, it was it's a great Bond theme. As a song, man, it's boring. I'm gonna be I, yeah. like that da, 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 that that rise in yeah. chords and stuff. That Musicality, it has. I get. Yeah, that that's kind of like Billie Eilish's thing, almost though. Like, yeah, because she did used to make a lot of her stuff herself, just on a laptop. Like it is basic stuff, and it's what she does around it, type thing. Yeah, I you still know what, think though, like I, when when you listen to it, you can see the Bond intro in your head. Yeah, you definitely. can see it happening, can't you? Like Skyfall, yeah. you can see it, and um. The lyrics are very Spectre. poignant to what we've seen in the trailer yeah, and everything. Exactly. Cool. 
Dogs are the dogs are crazy. Some would say an Isle of Dogs, <laughs> trying to escape from Storm Dennis. Right. Denise, sorry. Storm Dennis. <laughs> all just calm down. It's all yeah. Like, yeah. So, should we get onto the meat and bones of this episode? What, uh, like an hour into it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. This so, is going to take some cutting down, probably. So, Parasite. Yeah, we watched Parasite. Parasite. We watched <sighs> it. Subtitles and all. Because so, I can't speak Korean. Have, Can you have speak we Korean? talked about the Oscars yet? Yeah, we talked about it last. No, we, no, we haven't. Okay. We, well, we can't, Chris. We do not have time to do an Oscars. No, episode. no. But real quick, Parasite won Best Picture. Yes. It was Best the director first, as well. Didn't first it? foreign language film to win Best Picture, and proper well deserved. Oh, absolutely well deserved. Bong Joon Ho. Yes, absolutely. You can Fantastic. probably already guess that our first impressions of this film are absolutely sky high. Yeah, we really rate this film. So we're going to talk a little bit about the film spoiler free. So if you wanted to get a bit of an insight on this film before you watch it, and mm-hmm. you know, find out whether it's worth a watch, absolutely listen through. And then we're going to get on spoilers, but we will give a little bit of warning before we do that, so that if you want to go watch the film and then come back and carry on listening to this episode to support your good mates oh, and get real thank you so much uh, you've got that option there so yeah he, he sweeps the awards for this yeah um weirdly enough last night when i was at my girlfriend's we were watching uh, e entertainment yeah for some really weird reason okay. and they had the oscar red carpet thing on it yeah. yesterday and i just caught the bit of bong joon ho when he was going in um and he's just such a he's just so humble yeah he's so humble it's did, un- you, it's did you see the clip of him like he stopped to like admire the oscar and he almost forgot that he stood on stage in front of thousands of people he's like almost like in tears like looking at this oscar when he won his first yeah. one and then he and then he forced his um i say forced he got his translator to translate like a really nice compliment about her to an interviewer on the red carpet oh, that's nice <laughs> yeah he was like he, honestly this guy is like so I think yeah, the he's... translator is one of the producers or co-writer. No, she's she's an aspiring filmmaker. Yeah, so she yeah. said as soon as like award season's over, she's going to make a film about award season in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but class. she had something to do with Parasite as well. She wasn't just his translator. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Like the whole the whole thing of this film is not only is it a really nice film, but the people around it as well yeah. are just so like down to earth. I think cool. he I think he's he was so surprised that he ended up winning. Like he was winning all the awards for like foreign language film or film not in the English language, international film. He was winning all of those, but I don't think he expected to walk away with any of the big ones. No, for sure. So he for was sure. so breathtaking and so humble, and like he kept ending every award speech like thinking that he wasn't going to win the next one he was like i'm just gonna go start drinking now yeah <laughs> he was just like yeah. i'm gonna go get drunk oh i'm gonna go get drunk <laughs> he said that like he five must, times he yeah. must have been bladded by the time they won best picture <laughs> yeah so i didn't realize because i watched snowpiercer like a few a few weeks ago i didn't realize he did snowpiercer yeah. i also didn't realize he did Oakja. and both of those films are really good as well yeah like I don't have you seen Ocha? No, I've, you, not, I've not seen. No, Ocha. but you've seen Snowpiercer. Yeah, I know the story of Ocha, but I haven't. seen Yeah, it. real, real heavy films, man. Maybe not as much Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is just like a good action film. Snowpiercer actually has a lot more in common with Parasite. They tackle similar themes. It's more on the nose yeah, for a Western it, audience. Yeah. It's not as subtle. It it tackles the more high class versus the low yeah. class, it's, doesn't it? It's a more blatant way of delivering the same message. Like in Snowpiercer, you're fighting from economy 
to first class. Yeah, and then Oakja's a bit more about like the lower class. It does the same thing, to be fair. It's like the lower class, like the farmers and stuff, and then the the higher class who are the, the corporations yeah. who benefit. But it's all this big underlying film uh, theme of. Uh, meat farming and yeah. stuff like that and you know and how this girl like befriends the animal yeah, and stuff but the giant pig yeah um but both like i said that and snowpiercer are both incredibly good films mm. uh, and you know had i didn't know that until after i'd watched parasite yeah. and did a bit of research on uh, junho before we did this so i i re-watched Par- uh, um, sorry snowpiercer after watching parasite yeah because I, I hadn't seen all of it so i was like oh, okay i'm gonna sit down and like watch it all that's a great film. Yeah, they're, 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 they're all... It's like, not as subtle, like... The visual it, storytelling isn't as good yeah. as... It's probably a, an easier watch for more Western audiences, yeah. Snowpiercer. And also it's available on Netflix for us in the uh, UK. It's on Amazon Prime. On Amazon, it's not on Netflix. Sorry, on Amazon Prime yeah. for us in the UK as well. So Not a sponsor. No, not a sponsor. <laughs> we <Although>. wish. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon. Amazon, if you, you want to give us an affiliate link. If you do fancy it. That's something we could probably look at. Oh, okay. Business talk on the podcast yeah. for a second. Back to Parasite. Um, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Snowpiercer is a much easier watch for Western audiences. Have you also noticed how the guy that... So the actor in Parasite, I've not got his name, and I'm probably going to Who, who does he play? So he plays the dad, the driver. Okay, yeah. Um, in Parasite. He is in all of Bong Joon-ho's films. Okay, cool. And he took him to all the awards ceremonies with him as oh, well. Oh, nice. Um... Okay. Look, Kanko song. Oh, okay, you. They're you pretty easy that, that one. I just yeah. had to brace myself. <laughs> Chris brushed up on his Korean before he started. I did indeed. This episode here. Do you know what I? Listen I know to all so that many K-pop. people. I do listen to K-pop, and I also watch <laughs> loads of gaming stuff. And obviously, South Korea is massive on that. Yeah. So I know plenty of people from South Korea. I just normally know their Instagram or the Twitter handles or the gaming profile <laughs> names, not the actual real names. Yeah, like like London Spitfire from overwatch were all korean <laughs> so yeah so he is in all of bang Joon ho's films he plays you know the guy that opens all the doors for them in snowpiercer oh the guy who's um is this the guy who takes the drugs yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's why well, he doesn't really want the drugs he wants them as a bomb to escape the train Spoiler alert for Snowpiercer. So just I mean, after, we've we, re- after we recommended you to go watch it. I mean, we're spoiling Snow. It's what a five-year-old film now. Well, yeah, yeah. Go watch uh, it. It also didn't get a mass UK release in the cinemas. No. But now that Parasite has done so well, there's rumours that it might be getting a yeah. cinema release. I was wondering where I recognised him from when I was watching the film. I swear, yeah. So yeah. that must. And he was it, also yeah. in the host, and I think he was in Oakja, but I don't. Yeah, I'll have to see who he plays in Oakja. Um, yeah, so what was... Do you want to give your elevator pitch for this film, non-spoilers? Okay. For, to get a bit of an idea. Obviously, the themes and stuff of the, his films stay pretty much the same. Yeah, I think I think that you will get more from this film. Possibly you'll notice more sort of things if you do know the themes going into the film. So we'll tell you about that in a minute. But, okay, elevator pitch. It's a film about the wealth gap and the interaction between different classes within Korean culture. It's not just Korean culture, it's the entire world, but based around Korean culture. So we have a young lad who is part of a poor family who live in a semi-basement and he gets a job as an English tutor and then it's sort of how the family deal with trying to get more jobs with this rich family. Spot on. 
is how I would say it, with no spoilers involved, because yeah. this film takes a twist at literally exactly the halfway point yeah, of the film. Exactly, takes a yeah. massive twist, yeah, which was on. phenomenal. Yeah. This film, like, I think one thing I've noted down here is that what I didn't realise watching it, it would demand so much of my attention. Mm. And I think it let me give the film the time and the appreciation because of the subtitles. So with having subtitles, like when I put a film on or something, when I stream something, I'll always be doing something else, you know, throw editing, and whatever, and might put it on in the background. But you can't do that with this film no. because if you're just listening to something happen, you have no idea, if you don't speak Korean, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was I ended up putting my laptop down and just really solidly watching That's this. That's what I did, yeah. Yeah, and because you're always, like, paying attention. Now, with my, with the version I watched, because it didn't have a wide cinema release until very recently. Yeah, now that it's won the awards, it's getting a UK release. Yeah, and also to touch on that, a lot of the cinema chains in the UK now are doing more um, more foreign film uh, yeah. foreign language films yeah. like uh, there's a girl at work who's li- who's from lithuania and okay. she's going and seeing a film that is a lithuanian movie okay that is being released at an odeon near us okay so that was really cool so like, parasite is going to be premiering in our local cine world oh, okay. that it's actually airing from today yeah so that's class so we could probably go rewatch it the, the point that i was getting at yeah. is that the stream that i was watching it on the it was like slightly behind the subtitles were always like a sentence behind what was actually being said so that really demanded my attention then Mm. but because of that i kept with what was going on in the film and i got a way better experience out of it yeah i think because it is subtitled you have to pay attention to the dialogue like you said yeah and it means that i think certain lines you read more into because you're able to visually read it and then, so you're understanding your own version of what they're saying, and then you're seeing it yeah. as well. So the the family at the beginning, so when this film starts, it's, like you say, it's about two families. It's about a well-off family, a rich mm-hmm. family, and a poor family. And I think the way it, it shows that visually, like they live in this kind of basement, and it's got the people that are pissing outside and stuff like yeah. that. And So that's a common thing in Korea is semi-basements. Yeah. So it's basically subterranean living obviously like most buildings have basements and stuff like that so they turn them into tiny apartments they are literally like near enough squalor like they are for the lowest people Mm. but the fact that they are semi above ground and typically have a window is it's sort of like a social thing like you still think there's hope you still feel like you're part of the world you're not completely underground yeah Um, and and then the whole like wi-fi thing at the beginning like looking for like to get onto somebody else's wi-fi find the one spot to find it yeah it's just like it just like pulls you in straight away really it's good and there's so many like bits of this film which are just so visually iconic like the bit where they find the signal and it's near the toilet and the, like the toilet's like raised up yeah, from the ground. Yeah, that was such like a weird thing. Like I was thinking, if I had to use that toilet, I probably couldn't sit on it without like putting my head between my legs almost. Yeah, because it's like yeah. raised up a platform. Because obviously that that was probably the only way that the sewage would run in the apartment type thing. Yeah, like, and you only ever saw that room from that perspective mm, as well. That yeah, was really shot through the doorway, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and there was a lot of bits like that where. The, oh no, you did see another shot. It was later on in the film when the daughter was trying to close the toilet lid. Yeah, 
Yeah. That was the only time. Yeah. yeah. And but like the um the hallway and stuff, you only really tend to see them from certain angles yeah. apart from now yeah. and then. Like the table shot and stuff and yeah, like this family making pizza boxes like yeah, to make just a to living any stuff. sort of pennies. Yeah, and then obviously as we get on in the film we, we progress and stuff. And... There's an interesting like background element to like that storyline as well with the pizza company and stuff, which was kind of subtle. Um so as soon as they get employed elsewhere, like the son gets the tutoring job, they go to the pizza place, but this time as customers. Mm. And you can see almost like like they just toss the pizza at them almost, like yeah. the begrudgingly like so they've gone from being below them to being above them. Yeah. So to speak. And it's so this film tackles like obviously the class divide, but also how people in lower classes are made to sort of fight amongst themselves like to get ahead in life like Mm. it no people don't seem to build each other up like people think if you get to a certain elevation you should help the the people where you came from yeah but the way the world is it wants you to beat those people back down and like basically become the people above them yeah to keep everything in order which is something that snowpiercer tackles more heavily yeah for sure. Really interesting bit of trivia for this. At the Oscars, the uh, it was Wolfgang Puck who did the catering. You can tell I got really into watching this E-Cart E entertainment. Oh, okay, what's thing. the significance of Wolfgang Puck? Um, the uh, catering that they did for uh, the Oscars was Korean pizza. Oh, yeah, they did. They did wow. some Korean pizza for catering. That was like a little subtle hint. So, like, obviously, they yeah. know before the award ceremony knew he was one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, little callback. That, at at that first, interesting. Though. It was like ten o'clock at night, and I was half asleep, and I was like, Korean pizza. I was like, what? What's like what? This I said, this Wolfgang guy's off it, and then I realized, oh yeah, it's because oh. they built all the pizza boxes at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, um, the, and then obviously as the film goes on, we've got, you know, we don't want to get too plot heavy and stuff now. There is what, so much of this film is spoilers. Like we said, there's a twist at the halfway yeah, point. Yeah, you're honestly best watching this film not knowing anything. Yeah. You're best going completely, completely dry into this film. Absolutely. I didn't have a clue what I was going. Like, yeah. I knew, like, I knew there was a twist and I knew, like, the film took a weird, darker turn. Yeah. Because it is... I, pitched as like a dark comedy thriller yeah and also well, i didn't yeah, have a clue the, where it was going yeah and i almost was like at the beginning i was kind of getting where the comedy was but i wasn't because mm. another guy in work told me that he'd seen a clip of this film and it's not relevant not really significant but it's the bit where that key 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 wound or key one sees the the young kid from the yeah. poor family yeah yeah sees that painting on the wall yeah, uh, and then he's like, "Oh, is it a chimpanzee?" And then hit the mum's like, "No, it's a self-portrait." Yeah. But it's so dry, and it's that yeah. there's that dark comedy yeah. there. Yeah, and like, so I like even that. I don't think I laughed out loud. I, like, I just like a mental laugh. laugh. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah, like and like when they keep saying how the daughter would make an amazing con artist. Yeah, for like sure, she's yeah. really good at forgery. If they gave diplomas for forgery, she would get them every yeah. day. And it's weird how it's almost like you. You get a vibe of what they're saying, but with us, because it's it's subtitles, it's mm. almost like you find something funny when you're reading a book. It's yeah. almost like that. But um, Yeah, you don't really have any sort of external expression to it being yeah, funny, do you? Yeah, yeah. But uh, the funny thing is about that is the French poster looks like a proper comedy. Like, it looks like a, like a John Cena, like, 
uh, what is it, the firefighters or something like that. Yeah. Uh, fighting fires it is. Mm. Um, like, it's like a blue background with all the characters in, like, doing, like, wacky positions and stuff like that. <laughs> and then all the other ones are, like, you know, like, the main poster for it is, like, there's legs sticking out of somewhere, like, somebody's been killed, like, they've all got their eyes barred out and everything like that. Yeah. Like, and then the French version is, they clearly saw a dark comedy and, like, uh, let's make a comedy poster. It's like, <laughs> that does not suit this film in the slightest. No, for sure, for sure. It's it's one of those things as well, like, where the twists and turns this film makes, like, they're just so out there. Mm. They're so shocking. And you don't, you you kind of don't realise where they're going to be. Like you said, it's really at the halfway yeah. point that it's like... It's the, literally at the halfway point. Yeah. The, when you hear that big sound effect and then... Yeah, and the film becomes something else entirely. Mm. And, yeah, it's it's so good. And the vibe you've got throughout this whole movie is, like, slightly tense all the time. Like, bits where the classes and stuff are going on, and then people have got suspicions and stuff like that as well, but they've not, and it's... Yeah, it's just got such such a weird vibe, but almost, like, just seriously seriously tense vibe throughout it yeah yeah this, it, yeah also i would pay attention if you're going to go see this if you haven't watched it yet pay attention to like visuals that are repeated like visual trends in it which really drive home sort of the themes of the film mm. so notice how camera movements are and framing of shots and what characters seem to do repeatedly yeah or yeah. stuff like that and it really i think that's where a lot of the theme is pushed mm. which is subtle most people would miss it yeah there's a really weird like um romantic not a, a little, little bit of a romance in this film yeah. between two characters that at the end after so it doesn't really get addressed i don't think i think that's maybe something that could have been really like emotionally hitting yeah but the at the beginning it touches on it really well like yeah it's i don't want to talk too much because i don't want to i don't want to talk about honestly you're best going in this film not knowing anything about what happens in it because you can make that then for yourself but i think we just need to move on spoilers now (laughs) yeah go watch the film what would you give it out of 10 oh it's a 10 out of 10 yeah honestly this film absolutely is, is so good and don't let the fact that it's subtitled put you off mm. and don't let the fact that it's you know if you're not with like people like me I won't I won't go watch a horror film I won't mm. do it and you might get a vibe that this film's going to have bits of that but it is it is just so good and you need to watch it to really appreciate it why it won and when you've gone and watched like us we went and watched Birds of Prey a week ago yeah, right, and then I watched this, and I was like, "No, that's a film." Yeah, so that's just an action feel good movie. You get a bit of a spectacle. you turn your brain off for it. Like, yeah, this like really makes it, you. Think. It just made me want to watch more things with deep themes, which like I love themes being addressed in ways that aren't obvious. Let me tell you about a theme before we move on to spoilers. Yeah, because this is something that you okay. can watch out for when you when you watch this film. That I was chatting with some of the, some of the other guys that I know that are in for, into film and TV and stuff and a yeah. bit more 
a bit more analytical when they watch these things. And they were talking about there's a there's a theme in this film of going crossing the line. Yeah. Between characters and between stature and obviously the whole film is really they're crossing the line, aren't they? Yeah. So at parts where this happens, like there's a bit where housekeeper wakes up, wakes someone up at the beginning. If you get what I'm talking yeah. about, and there is a window frame that is down, and it goes between it's the two characters. A literal line. It is literally a line. And what you have is when she snaps her fingers next to yeah, her. Yeah, she like claps in her yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Or clipping the mics. <laughs> yeah, but she claps next to the the one the mum's yeah. ear to wake her up. But when she does that, she crosses the line, visual Visually line. And the line. there's then the bit in the little romance bit, right, like close towards the beginning yeah. with two with two of the characters. I think behind them is a is like a line in the room of yeah. where like the wall in the room yeah, matches the up. Is so important. Yeah, and then when that when that happens, when like the kiss or whatever happens, or there's like a tense moment. Mm-hmm. That that again is them crossing that line, yeah. And it's a it's a constant theme throughout. So when you, you know, no doubt, I'll rewatch this. It's also a film that I probably would highly recommend watching in a cinema. Yeah, like a bit like nineteen seventeen. Devote your entire attention yeah. to this film. You don't want to be distracted because you don't want to miss anything yeah. dialogue wise. But also, you need to give this. You need to give this film the respect it needs when yeah. you watch it. I'm definitely going to go see it in cinema now yeah. that it's released in cinema. The more also, you, yeah. they're thinking about releasing a black and white version, which is what Bong Joon-ho apparently originally wanted it. They're also releasing a HBO spin-off series for this film. Yeah, based in the US though, isn't it? Yeah. With Mark Ruffalo in it, I believe. Yeah, and uh, Tilda Swinton. Oh, Tilda Swinton as well. Let me double check, fact check this very, very quick. I mean, Bong Joon-ho worked with Tilda Swinton in Snowpiercer. Yeah, Tilda Swinton, enemy, reported Tilda Swinton starring HBO's Parasite TV adaptation. Yeah, I don't think it needs it. Like, I'll be fine with it being one and done. So is Bong Joon-ho doing this? I don't know if he's how much he's involved with that. Oh, he's revealing details, though. So maybe he is doing it. Yeah, it's on CNET that Bong Joon-ho reveals more details around the HBO series. So, okay. look, now that people... Look, this is going to be his uh, you know, his career-making film. He's won Oscars for it. Yeah. Everyone's going to be jumping onto this. I mean, he's had a great career since... I think the first one that I heard of was The Host. Mm. Um, and like since then, he has been in the limelight for everything that he's done. People have been excited for his films to come out. Um, I didn't ask you what what would you rate this film? Would you give ten it out of ten? Ten out of ten. Out of 10. Yeah, Absolute. no questions asked. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> we just need to talk about this film. <laughs> need properly. to move on. Look, we you've got to give this film the time it deserves when you watch it. We've got to give it the time it deserves on this podcast. Yeah. So Absolutely. three, two, one. Spoilers right now. Switch spoilers. it off. Go watch the film and come back. Okay, right. Uh, a lot a lot happens at the halfway point of this film. Yeah. Holy crap, there's so much. And there literally is like so you have like the resolve of these guys like living in the house now. And then the halfway point well, it's such a loud sound effect, there's a huge doorbell sound. Yeah. And that is when the film snaps and changes. I mean, there's so much that like leads up to it, how they like the family basically push their luck trying to 
get as they all try and get jobs with this rich family right the rich family he owns this tech company or whatever um and there's a driver there's a housekeeper there's you know and the, the kids start by giving them lessons and it's all a big yeah. act it's all a big facade they pretend they don't know each other so and they he, get rid of the people and then move them in yeah and they absolutely and they viciously them. take it over okay let me ask you something then what is the parasite in this film Oh, the parasite is the... Oh, well, it's the way you look at it, right? Uh, Either the parasite is the poor family that are infecting their way in and then taking over yeah. like a parasite does, or is the parasite the, the guy that's living in the basement and those two that are like, you know, they're, they're embedded into What that would house. you say if I told you that Pong, uh, Bong Joon-ho actually wishes he called this film Parasites? Yeah, it's the Because f- also the rich family... Are the parasites? Okay, talk to they me. They feed off everything that the lower classes are doing for them. Ah, uh, that's a very interesting way of looking at it, Chris. Yeah, very interesting way of looking at it. Like you said, like so, there's the parasite that's already embedded in there. There's the housekeeper's husband living in the basement. Yeah, there's the this new family, like literally viciously, they almost kill the housekeeper to get rid of her. Yeah, literally. through her allergies of peaches. Yeah. And then the rich family, like, everything they, like, things they take for granted in everyday life. Like, he thinks that the lights illuminate as he walks up the stairs. He thinks that the based off sensors, and they say that the sensors twitching, but it's not. It's the guy in the basement is switching the lights on for him every day. It's so weird. And that he's sending was... in messages through Morse code as well. Yeah. That, holy shit. That bit where... It's all kicked off. Yeah. And he's sending that Morse code message to that kid and you see the kids reading it. And, oh, man. And then they're escaping. I was on pins. Yeah. I've not felt that way watching a movie for a real long time. It was so suspenseful. Like, and yeah. I, I saw, like, how long was left of the film. I was like, what else can happen? What else yeah. can go wrong here? Yeah. Yeah, and it's almost like it's all like happy families and stuff. And it's it's quite clever how it shows them. Like they go to, you get an idea of how poor this family is because they go into like the um, what is it like a soup kitchen? Yeah, it's like to? a food bank like soup a, kitchen. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like one of those versions of a soup kitchen. Yeah, and it's like the, they can just have more food, and it's like then they can get stuff and take it home and they, they believe it's all this big rock and everything that's giving them luck and stuff which yeah. ends up coming back and biting one of them on well hitting one of them on the heading <laughs> literally um but yeah, yeah it takes it, a really graphic turn at the end yeah it? it like builds and builds and builds and then the they're eventually the family go on the camping trip and then they're they're you know really kind of pushing it by okay so we're yeah. talking about like visual things in this film okay so I want to go through a few of them in order. Windows. So the first shot of the film is through their subterranean... 98? Uh, no, Windows XP. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. How stupid of me. No, so the opening shot is through the subterranean window. And Bong Joon-ho says, like, one of the major things, like, in... So, like I discussed earlier, these subterranean houses are like they still give you a you know, little glimpse of hope. You, they get like a tiny bit of sunlight through, and it's so fleeting between the buildings into the basement. So the opening shot is the sunlight pouring through, but the the guy living in the basement is so even below that, like he's got literally nothing. He's living off scraps. 
he does the ha- he's like uh, like devoid of all sunlight. Mm. He hasn't seen the sunlight in years, which is why when he comes out, he's like holding his eyes and everything because he's not used to seeing sunlight. And the Rich family have that huge like windowed wall, mm. which when you see the poor family living in their house while they're on a camping trip, you get that shot of them looking through the window. Yeah. And you see lots of stuff happening through the window. Yeah. Because it's like, so they've got like a tiny window and the rich family have a huge one. They're more connected to the outside world. They're not being closed off from anything. It's quite interesting how this film portrays a villain. Because at first you don't think it's the poor family. And then as the film goes on, yeah, and as you start to see them, you know, like plant plant that evidence that the driver gets sacked and then obviously the peaches and stuff that they get rid of the housekeeper and then it's almost at the point where they're sat around and it's like they're being really disrespectful to the the rich people's house yeah. that you start to think well i mean you think that a little bit earlier depending on where you stand with it but you then start to feel like they're the bad guys and then as it starts to get worse with like the housekeeper and stuff, it starts to get a lot worse. Mm. And you start to realise that it sits you on a fence, like a really weird moral fence of, yeah, these poor people don't deserve to be the lower class. You know, nobody does. Mm. Nobody deserves to live in poverty at all. But then how these people react to when they get a good, you know, a good a good yeah. trip, really. You know what I mean? They have it all right, being able to work and stuff like that. And better than what they were doing they're getting a good income but then how they push that and it yeah it's a real weird moral compass this film because then obviously the they, housekeeper you've got someone who's just looking after the the, the husband and stuff but and, why were they in so much debt it's because they were a lower class and like so yeah. the wealth like the debt collectors came and they literally had nothing they're hiding in a basement so that debt collectors won't find them yeah like they're becoming like the animals that the higher classes think they are, yeah. which is something that he he addressed more openly in um, Snowpiercer, where the lower classes like at one oh, okay. So spoilers alert, spoiler alert again for Snowpiercer, like the lower classes like started cannibalizing. They started eating other lower class people just yeah. so that they could survive. Yeah, and like there's the heartbreaking moment where like. Uh, Chris Evans reveals that like if he had to find out that babies taste the nicest and stuff like that, like yeah, they brutal. would literally breed into feed and stuff like that. Yeah, and like and then at the end of the film when he uh, is it Waylon offers him control of the train, mm. he wants him to become a higher class and keep the lower people down. Like as soon as you escape that lower class, they expect you to see the lower class as the lower class and. Like everyone should be in their lane type thing. Yeah, everyone should stay behind the line and not cross the line, which is what we were saying. Yeah, about and it's Paris, like, like don't cross the line. Yeah, and there's points where they kind of like the the driver. There's a point where um, the dad's in the back of the the car and they're almost having that nice conversation, and then it kind of hits reality, and again he's like eyes on the road. Yeah. You know, bits like that. Just to put him back in his place. Yeah. And then and he the- says that to the wife. Like, he's like, he does so well to, like, I keep thinking he's going to cross the line, but then he doesn't. Mm. But his smell crosses the line as well. There's a lot of talking about, like, the way that the lower class smells. Yeah. So, you know, it's at the end. So after crap goes down in the back garden, people are being stabbed and killed and everything like that. So the guy from the basement, like, who's just gone crazy at this point. Yeah, this point, is, like, right towards the end yeah. of the film. Yeah. So he 
like so um the no, the poor dad's daughter is no so the poor daughter is bleeding out and all the rich dad cares about is getting the keys off him so that he can go save his son doesn't care about like anything else mm. um so eventually like, which is also set up by the um thing earlier on where they talk about you have 15 minutes. 15 minutes to get yeah. into the hospital otherwise he'll die from this like seizure. epileptic yeah. seizure yeah um so she's bleeding out he throws the keys yeah. he so he the throws keys. the keys but they land underneath like the poor guy that's been stabbed yeah and then like in the middle of like lifting up this guy he even stops himself just to cover his own nose because he can't stand the smell of poor people i know it's it's crazy isn't it because like, there's the a point where, from the rich family to the poor people yeah you hear about the dad at the beginning but you don't you you he's set up to be this like hard yeah you know hard guy and then you see him and he's like this really down-to-earth kind of cool kind yeah, of... Yeah, when he's oh, on yeah, the walkie-talkies exactly, with his son. Yeah, he's actually quite nice. And then, obviously, you have those, like like you said, and the bit where he um, he's saying to the driver, the, the poor dad, to um, to to just do it as part of his job, like play play the Indian. Mm-hmm. And it's like that yeah. bit of like, yeah, it's like that nastiness comes That's out. another thing as well. Okay, so this is another one of the themes is like they use Native American culture a lot, which is like they were culture that were essentially wiped out by the rich white elite when they came and conquered America. Yeah, yeah. And that is just something juvenile. They bought all this, like it's turned into a commercial commodity for the child. Like he's, he's really into Indians at the moment. They call him like they, they don't even call them native Americans for like the first half of the film. They call them Indians, which is like derogatory. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like, Oh, he's really obsessed with like American Indians. So we've bought him like headdresses and teepees and all this sort of stuff and we're turning it into a theme. Like this downtrodden culture in America is now just a theme for a, a kid's birthday party. Yeah. And so that's resembling like the poorer classes. So when he makes the poor dad put the headdress on, he's like, oh, just act, just act like you're one of them for now. Yeah. Like yeah. he's just there like, pretend like you're like this down and out poor person and like somebody's gonna try and come and kill you essentially where yeah, and he like, is yeah he is this down and out yeah there's oh, so many man. things in this okay and then like the last like real like visual thing that i want to talk about is staircases oh man before uh. you talk about what you're talking about when they cut back to the where the kid had the epilepsy the seizure Ugh. And he had that childhood experience with where, the ghost. Yeah, the ghost that lives under the house, and you saw that freaking guy's face pop up from the staircase. Just, oh man, with the widest eyes in the world, like he looks so, like a ghost. Yeah, so horrifying. <laughs> I so knew as soon as I was watching that, I was like, "That's the point where Sam absolutely crapped himself." <laughs> I was like, "What?" And it's not even like it's not even a jump scare. It's just he just slowly oh, ascends with these menacing eyes. It's just so disturbing it reminded me of like the ring and the grudge yeah 100 yeah like that proper yeah. it reminded me of like east uh yeah eastern like j horror oh so good yeah oh so brutal i can't remember the name of the artist but there's an artist that does loads of like j horror comic books yeah um, and his stuff is all like that like when he wants someone to look creepy and distorted it's like an emotionless face with these huge eyes like yeah his eyes actually looked photoshop if you notice like there doesn't seem to be any eyelids or anything well the light, it's the like light, the children's perspective it's just pure yeah balls, like, like pure balls. white as yeah. well yeah it's just so freaky <sighs> so freaky so yet yeah, staircases mm. um 
the rich are always ascending staircases and you notice whenever people are getting anywhere so like obviously you have to go down to get to a basement and you have to go up the the hill to get to the rich people's house yeah so that's like the first time you see straight away in like the first two minutes you see like this diametric opposition like you have to go down to a basement or up on a hill to get to this fancy house yeah but then obviously like you have everyone living in the basement and like descending into the basement and then into the secret basement Mm. which is done with one straight camera shot then whenever people are ascending so when he first gets the job as the tutor so she gives him a small interview and then she's like okay can i observe you first class and he ascends to the second floor yeah you always notice the higher classes going up yeah. and the lower classes are always going down. Yeah, there's loads of visual storytelling. And the way they had to escape loads. the house when they were asleep on the couch, they had to crawl and then go down. And then they go down those stairs outside as well. When so it's when like the storm's raining. hitting, yeah. water always flows down. Yeah. Before we get onto the storm bit, when you were talking about the escape, that was another bit where it was just when they were all hid under the desk. Under the coffee under, table, yeah, yeah. sorry, under the coffee table. And you had the... Um, so tense. Oh, man. There was so much tension in that bit. So much <laughs> tension. Where the phone's vibrating. He's like... And then she's having to, like, cough. To, to hide it yeah. and then because she's the only one that can be seen at that point yeah, the housekeeper yeah and then oh and then again you get the smell thing where you can smell something yeah he's like oh i can smell the driver can you not smell can, that you can smell him on my clothes or something because he doesn't like even that. call him by his name he's like i can smell the driver yeah and then you've got that really whole like tense little like you know third base scene or fourth base scene. I, I think it's implied that they full-on Jack. yeah like but, but the role playing is like this poor girl and the driver like yeah like the poor classes are just a a taboo fetish for them yeah he's like weird. oh have you still got those cheap underwear that we found yeah yeah oh. and it's so oh it's so horrible because she's under that desk yeah. uh, that table listening to it and they managed to escape but then there's the bit where the walkie-talkie comes on as the dad is like there lying on the floor yeah. and it's oh man that bit where you, you, you can see his feet right and he's just there he's just got his face down and he's like you hear the walkie talking he's talking and then he just like he just like creeps like yeah and, oh, he has so to good. drag himself yeah and then the, that whole basement bit was so tense as well um the bit when you get the first death was brutal mm. Um, but yeah, the whole rain thing where their house gets flooded yeah. was crazy. So yeah. um, I talk about like how water always runs down and like they have to descend from the hill and then descend down another set of stairs and everything and like the water's just following them and it's getting, the rain, the storm's getting worse and worse as they're lowering and lowering down and then you find out that their subterranean house is completely flooded. Yeah. It's like all hope is lost for these guys. Mm. So then like they have to they invite the tutors, so the two children, to the party while they're, like, in a football... or a school hall or a football stadium or something, like... And there's thousands of people there. Like, their homes have been ruined and they're washed out. Their entire life is gone. And then the rich wife is just there, like, oh, I'm so glad for that storm. Like, it's washed all the pollution out of the air. Like, the storm was a good thing for them. And then there... There was nothing, like, wrong for them, whereas... 
the entire they don't care they are, are oblivious to the fact that thousands of people have lost their homes yeah, and lives and they've just like woke up at this shelter and then just go straight back to work like digging yeah. the clothes out of a pile to wear and stuff and go and yeah that we we assume that the housekeeper dies from her concussion right uh, so her head's bleeding yeah. when the wife kicks her back down the stairs she she hits i her thought head. her neck was snapped like there's a yeah. crunch there we assume that she dies and that's why the the husband who lived below yeah he goes mental and yeah he just, he just breaks he just snaps yeah so he, he's sending he, in the message through morse codes by slamming he's like his head slamming into his, his head blood already it. down his face yeah. and everything he's tied up oh man and when that kid he, he he trips over doesn't he He slips and then is that where he where the key wound so the yeah he slips doesn't he and then he gets up this so he drops the rock down the thing to begin with yeah giving away his position so then he runs back up slips uh no 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 so the poor guy wrapped the cord that he was tied up with around his neck, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. And, and he's pulled. running up the stairs and it's following it behind him. And I was like, he's going to pull this and he's going to pull him down the stairs by his neck or something. Yeah. It was like, so like, like it was, yeah. And then the, he picks it's up like the like a rock. chase in a horror film. He picks Ooh. up the rock and throws him. How did he survive that? Two hits on the head from a rock like that. Brutal. So brutal. And then, obviously, the the last few bits, because we'll have to try and wrap this up in a minute. Um, like, you got the, the party at the end, mm-hmm. um, all, like, all that violence and stuff, where the, the young, poor daughter gets killed, um, and then you've just got all that chaos going on. It's, yeah, man, it's so heavy. Like, at that point, that's, like, the penultimate of the, uh, of the film. And then, so... When he finds out that his dad's living in the basement, he's like watching the house, which is creepy enough as it is. But then he sees that his dad's sending him Morse code one night. Yeah, I really liked this ending bit because it was almost like a fake out where it shows his intent. Yeah. But it almost suggests that he did buy the house, but then it's not. It's just he's saying that he will. Yeah. But then it's got the same repeated camera shot that happens at the beginning of the film, looking through the subterranean window. And then it just lowers, and you've got no light in the scene at all, and it's just this guy in a basement. And it's just Bong Joon Ho said it was just like just to kill any hope in the viewer that he actually succeeds in it. Yeah, like it's just a nail in the coffin. But if you notice in the speech, he says when he buys the house, he says to his dad when he buys the house, all he'll have to do is just walk up the stairs and ascend. Yeah. Oh. What a film. film. Such a deep film. Honestly, such a film. So we've been so lucky to have so many really good films. It's been another fantastic year. Yeah, we've had like Marriage Story, we've had this, you know, we've had the lighthouse that we've not managed to watch. It it just sounds like we're just like every week we're like, Oh, this is like the best film ever. Oh, this is the best film ever. It's only because we choose to talk about the good films so far. There's so many of them, you can't do anything but like love all these films. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. I suppose we have to wrap it up sooner or later. I'm just excited for whatever Bong Joon Ho does next. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll. You know, if he's behind this HBO series, yeah. I'll definitely. And I like Mark Ruffalo as well. Yeah. Or there was another trailer came out that I saw. Okay, so speak. I was going to bring this up earlier. I completely forgot. We were talking about the Green Knight, Dev Patel. I went to see David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Personal history of David Copperfield. That's a really good film. Really charming, but it is erratic. 
like it's so hard trying to keep up with the pace with it and yeah. every character is bizarre i think we can compare it a bit to uncut gems didn't we at the yeah. beginning yeah yeah it's erratic um i forgot then the connection <laughs> no oh so oh. <laughs> when i went to see that i saw a trailer for dark waters with mark ruffalo in yeah. where he's pay- playing a uh, lawyer who defends a small town that's been poisoned by a um a company in America it's based on uh, real events it uh, it's the same people that made spotlight i think so it's oh, okay. just mark ruffalo doing the same thing that he did in that essentially yeah based off uh, real events again that looks pretty good i'm good that was Sweet. a new trailer that came out this week as well awesome cool and that tops us off for this episode yeah do you want to tell people where they can find us yes you can find us on twitter and instagram at get real pod you can find us on facebook as well get real podcast and you can send us an email on getrealpoduk at gmail.com and i didn't mess that up this time no you got it right this time do you want to tell us where we can listen to us well, you lovely listeners, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Uh, please support us by leaving us a review, rating, anything you can to help drive our, you know, ourselves up the charts. That would be fantastic. Share it with a friend. Share it with two friends. Share it with two, three friends if you're Whoa. lucky enough. <laughs> if everybody shares this with three friends, we can triple our listenership. I could quit my job, Chris yeah we can quit our jobs become full-time podcasters where's that dollar shave club money yeah hell yeah <laughs> uh, and also yeah so be sure to share it and also we we want to know what would you listeners like to hear as well and uh, we're at a point where we do review films yeah but if there's anything you know uh, old films or would you like us to speak to a particular guest would you like us to collaborate with anyone send them our way let us know yeah. we're really open right now yeah, to uh, definitely yeah you know, we love doing this well, I, I love talking to you chris i love talking to you but too. if we can if we can add a third microphone there and get i have the privilege there's of somebody another spot else's right presence, next to me right here right here right in front in of this us. space there could be somebody who could guest yes we have we have the potential, yeah. And we're two lovely guys who wouldn't want to. Have if a we do say so ourselves, if we do say so ourselves, I think this is our best episode so far. Like the way we talk, uh, talked about Parasite, fantastic. It is the longest episode so far. Yeah. So we're going to cut it off there. Thanks again for listening. Uh, be sure to check us out next week for our next episode. Um, be sure to like, favorite, follow, subscribe, rate, all that sort of business. Five stars. Five stars. And we will catch you next week. If you leave a review, we will read out the review on the next episode. Yes, we will. We need a. Re- we have reviews, Chris. We have a review. I know that much. We have a review, but we should probably read this out at the beginning of the next episode. We so will. That when people listen to it, they yeah. can hear it. So, so if you leave any more reviews, we'll read all of them all out. Fantastic. And we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.